0: Hello! I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of Nerdyverse. On Nerd Herder, I'm your herd leader, John Wayne.
1: Hey, I'm Megan.
0: And we'd got that in one take, totally.
1: We did, absolutely.
0: We didn't forget what show this is. Uh, no, we are glad to be back. Uh, we love Star Wars. We like talking about Star Wars and we like talking about other things too. And that's what we do on Nerdiverse. Yes, and we do. that's what we're doing here.
1: Today's in other stuff.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, we we uh, decided to approach uh, Nerdyverse with a monthly theme. And say, hey, this month is going to be focused on this. This month is going to be focused on this. That's generally how monthly themes work. And uh, we did that. At, uh, it kind of boiled it down to, um, I think, like six topics. Yeah. Or, or six themes and genres and everything like that. And so this month we decided we'd be the month of, uh, like, overseas. Uh, I haven't thought of a yes. cool word for it. But basically, like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just the idea of, like, we listen, we watch uh, and love a lot of things that aren't uh, made in America, aren't American, um, you know, aren't generally just here, um, whether it be anime or, um, you know, uh, British television or just yeah. uh, anything. Um,
1: Those wacky Brits.
0: Right. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's the idea of, of kind of, Focusing away from um, just anything nerdy to something nerdy that is uh, from overseas, imported, if you will. Um, and so uh, I, I don't know how we ended up on the theme of Doctor Who, per se, but we did. Yeah, we were and just here. Like, we are. <laughs> I like Doctor Who. Yeah, I like Doctor Who, too. So, um, yeah, I have no idea why we're talking about Doctor Who, but we decided that's what we're talking about.
1: Because it's a great show.
0: It is a great show. And um, it's also, I guess, I, the interesting thing of it is I don't think a lot of people we interact with have ever brought up Doctor Who. I don't know that a lot of people that normally listen to us like or I shouldn't say like Doctor Who. I don't know that they've ever just watched it though, is what I mean.
1: Yeah. Um, I I work with someone who's watching Doctor Who for the first time and mm-hmm. that, Doctor Who didn't start in two thousand five. It was kind of reborn in two thousand and five. Yeah. And so like he had all that time to start watching Doctor Who. Mm. Mm-hmm. What held him back?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He just hadn't watched it yet. Yeah. That's well that's now really it was
0: now I, I don't know how it is um with the current circulation and, and everything but now the difficulty is so many people don't have cable um if it weren't for that i never would have if you know i didn't have the bbc channel yeah. i wouldn't have been able to really dive into doctor who and and develop a love of it because um i'd only watched it because of friends who had it yeah um and but that wasn't able to be a regular occurrence so when i came back to life and was like hey well i've found this thing I'm interested in, I don't know where to watch it now. Um, but luckily, you know, with Comcast back in the day, you can do that. But yeah. so many people don't have uh, cable anymore, so I don't know if BBC has, like, a streaming service or, or, or if there's some streaming service that ha- – yeah. I mean, you can watch past stuff on Prime. We recently mm-hmm. discovered that. Um, so you can do that, which is nice. But uh, other than that, I don't know how you get your Doctor Who yeah. nowadays.
1: And we also inherited your mother's entire yeah, Doctor we, Who yeah. collection.
0: We have the, we have, well, not the entire. We have up to the 12th, like the beginning yeah. of the 12th Doctor.
1: Yeah, and uh, we have not seen anything of the 13th Doctor.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I haven't seen past the first few episodes of the 12th Doctor. Yeah. I mean, we we had already kind of um, stopped. Well, I mean, it, there was a period between um, Matt Smith's, announced ending and you know where 12 began there was oh, like yeah. a a pause and somewhere in that pause we had kind of gotten in uh, well I mean not into other things we just kind of moved yeah. on
1: that's when we cancelled our cable
0: probably <laughs> I don't pay attention but <laughs> I, I like think. we just it you know there was a pause and then coming back to it it was just hard getting back like Doctor Who's one of those shows where
1: yeah if you miss a couple episodes you've missed a lot
0: yeah um <coughs> it's hard to explain it's it's i don't really know what it is about it that like if you just press pause and then come back like you don't have the motivation to play press play sometimes mm-hmm. some um maybe someone else who likes doctor who can chime in and, and maybe it, do you if you feel the same way and everything yeah. but Backyard it's it's, it's a huge it's a it's a packed out show it's it's yeah. a lot going on um and, and I also think that's part of why people avoid it maybe or don't really get into it is it just seems like there's so much going on. There's yeah. so much to it. And, and to a point, yes. But I think we're going to talk about some episodes that, well, my episode especially, I think, because yeah. the whole point we're doing is we're talking about our favorite episodes. Technically, you snuck in a two-parter, but nonetheless, we're talking about our favorite episodes um, in an effort to kind of surmise kind of what you can expect i guess from dr who what we like about dr who and maybe develop in you an interest of looking into it for yourself like i said it's on prime so if you get uh, even if you don't have um, the full subscription to get a bunch of stuff even if you want to check out our episodes yeah. or a few of your own highly recommend it so maybe that's what uh this will do that's kind of the point behind a lot of things we talk about like we we just are passing along hey we like this thing here it is for you maybe you'll like it too yeah um and doctor who i mean it's just it's it's a very fun it's a very educational yeah it's a very emotional show oh
1: yeah like i feel like we have to say the same thing that we say to friends who we're trying to convince to watch doctor who get past the first episode you just... It's so good from then on. <laughs> you got to get plas, past Plastic Mickey. uh uh-huh. Like, it's... It, you'll get it if you've never watched it. I mean, watch it here's
0: here's what I feel like I have to say. And I know a lot of people get offended and in, in whatnot, but hear me out. So, well, okay, before we talk about that, though, we have to kind of surmise the goings-on. Because we're going to talk about numbers and all these other things. and Yes. So... Doctor Who is a show that is uh, very ingrained in BBC uh, history, British in, in culture, in British general. film culture, and, and all of that stuff. Like it was, it was huge back in the day, uh, back in the sixties when it first started. Mm-hmm. And it was just this weird show, and they didn't really know what they were doing. And it, they decided to instead of like canceling and just throwing it out, to just keep changing. And they never really settled on yeah. what that show was. And and when you know they had to get to a point where you know our lead doesn't want to be the lead anymore or i mean i'm not going to say that's what the yeah. the first one like but it or if
1: it was just time to move on yeah if
0: it was just yeah we need to we need to freshen things up well you know then well you kill your character and have him resurrect
1: exactly um
0: you basically you keep the same lead guy um but his face changes yes because you get a new actor so it's like James Bond actually um, yeah. I don't actually, know why I didn't just start like that. Like,
1: hey, wait a minute!
0: <laughs> right, they're all 007. Yeah. Um, but they're all different. Yeah. Uh, they
1: all have different dress sense. That's for sure. Uh,
0: well, there there there's times where they kind of really hit like no, th- you know, you're you're double like there there's little things that subtly make it sound like there was another one mm-hmm. or something like that. You know. I mean, here's the thing, we're, like, clearly Daniel Craig is in modern day, you know, like when you watch yeah. those films, like, it's not, it's not the 70s anymore, it's not the 60s anymore, so it's like, yeah, you know, we it's, can't assume this is still the same guy.
1: It's, um, it's, it's like a code codename, 007. Yeah,
0: pretty much, and I mean, the doctor is, kinda, it's what he goes by, um, and everything, it's what he tells people to call him. And yeah. there's there's this whole lore of his people. See, he's an alien uh with two hearts. He's called a time lord, which basically just means they can kinda do everything. Yeah. Um you, you you would think, oh, that just means like time, like time travel and everything. Like, no, he's also super intelligent. Yeah. Um, like the like he's I'm I'm not saying like he's perfect as a character, like he he has flaws, like and they highlight that. But he can do a lot of stuff. Yeah, and like he, he's, very funnily. Most yeah, of the time. <laughs> um, like he's if you have a pretty eccentric normal person that's a superhero, but not because of powers. Yeah, um, because of I don't know, just being smart, essentially, uh, and knowing a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, he makes his main weapon. Which isn't even a weapon. It's a screwdriver.
0: Yeah, but it also does everything. It also does everything. Uh, like,
1: he can just, like, point it at something, and it makes a buzzing noise. This,
0: like, this this is what we mean by the whole, like, it's not a criticism. Like, they just kind of made it up, but they kind of made it up. It's Like, there was no mold.
1: It is essential sci-fi, in my opinion. Oh, yeah.
0: It, it's, if you like sci-fi, if you like time travel, that is a big part of it, is time travel. But, it yeah, it's like it it's like quantum leap meets like sherlock holmes meets i don't know like HG um Wells, huh like HG yeah Wells, like i'm like, trying to think of the, those like uh, just a um, monster of the week rant like like here, the here's Vampire the thing Slayer. now like it's it's good stuff though but so that's your character he goes by the doctor um, yeah. but every time he changes he gets a number um it's not like real in the yeah. show, it's what we refer to them as.
1: It's the number of regenerations he's yeah.
0: had. So the second Doctor, third Doctor. So when we're talking about ninth Doctor, tenth Doctor, twelfth Doctor, that's what we mean is this is the the twelfth person to play this character mm-hmm. technically and everything like that. And, so, and, I mean, really, there's no way to get into all the lore of everything that happens, but, I mean, essentially, it... Was really popular and mm-hmm. then it wasn't, and they tried bringing it back in the nineties with the um, seventh doctor, the movie, right?
1: Yes. No. With the eighth doctor.
0: Eighth doctor, that's right. Well, they killed him in the beginning. They killed the seventh one in the beginning.
1: Technically. Technically, the eighth doctor as we know it.
0: Well. Yes. Well, because there's
1: a there's a story. So it, the
0: eighth doctor, the eight, somewhere in there, the eighth doctor regenerates. But rejects his identity, but then starts over. Yes. So technically, yes, you get the ninth Doctor, yeah. but technically, no, it wasn't the ninth regeneration.
1: And there were there was lore Sci-fi. in the olden days of the early Doctor Who where he could only regenerate thirteen times. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much out there. Yeah, because you're not immortal. <laughs> yeah. But
0: but they fixed that somewhere in there. Uh, Because now we have the 13th Doctor or something like that.
1: Didn't he give River one of his regenerations? Something.
0: Uh, He gave her regenerative power.
1: Okay. Like, he can
0: do that occasionally uh, when he wants to make a human magic. Um, You know, again, this is... so weird. Yeah, every episode is, uh, like, its own little adventure. And, I mean, you have things connected, Mm -hmm. but it's just like every episode's just a matter of, what are we doing today? Like, that's the idea of everything with Doctor Who is the episodes are what are we doing today? What's the adventure today? Um, And you meet other aliens. You save the day. You, um, you know, find new things, do new things. You stop the world from ending. There's all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, occasionally there's these big moments. But, um, yeah, they, like, tried to resurrect it a couple of times, but it didn't work until... 2005 which is where modern doctor who comes from if you watch doctor who now more than likely you're gonna watch modern doctor who that began in 2005 so i feel like we haven't done a good job explaining the doctor no
1: listen okay but, it's like trying to explain a bidet to a caveman yeah like first you gotta explain what a toilet is to a yeah caveman.
0: It, it's 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 so loaded but understand yeah. he's an alien that is a time lord he can regenerate And he goes on time-traveling adventures with With companions, um, you know, people that he picks up and meets along the way. And it's just like, hey, do you want to go on an adventure? Because he's a lonely man with a police box who, you know, wants that. He wants adventure. And despite Um, what
1: anyone tells you the best are Amy and Rory.
0: Yes. that, uh, That established, you know, in 2005, it begins with the ninth doctor with Christopher Eccleston.
1: My personal favorite doctor. He's a
0: great doctor. And he was the first doctor for a lot of people. Um, and then later on, he regenerates, becomes the 10th Doctor, played by David Tennant, mm-hmm. um, who is my—I he, he, go back and forth with him. And the 11th Doctor, which is Matt Smith, mm-hmm. um, I go back and forth with them. Now, so what? going back to what you were saying in terms of, like, having to kind of be patient and forgive the first few episodes, I would honestly say f- for, your, for your ability to interest, start with 10— Because they figured a lot of things out by the time they hired Tennant.
1: Yes, but...
0: Like, if you're going to... I feel like a lot of people, if they're going to get interested in it, they're not going to get interested because of Eccleston. I feel like you have to love The Doctor and then go back and you'll love Nine because you love The Doctor, not because you're wanting to get invested in the show. It's just, like, the original stuff in season one of 2005 just not great in terms of quality no
1: very enjoyable very fun there's a human trampoline
0: like nobody believed in the show originally like nobody thought it was going to really get anywhere the budget wasn't that big and I mean you can tell from watching it versus where I think with uh David Tennant and all with his era they got a lot more figured out they knew how to use a small budget. Um, you know, they, they really got the idea of what is modern Doctor Who. Yeah. And so I feel like if you can fall in love with that, you can enjoy any doctor.
1: Which I agree with. I just, I'm not saying I just skip. Love so much. I'm not
0: saying skip Eccleston. No. I'm saying start somewhere else so that you can appreciate it. If you just start there, I don't feel like you're going to appreciate it.
1: You know what you should do? You should start with your episode, in my opinion. I,
0: I recommend... That was my first episode, and I that's the reason I was hooked, is because it, it presented enough questions that I needed to know more, uh, and also kind of pretty much gave me the idea I needed for what is Doctor Who. They
1: do a really good explanation. Whereas
0: with yours, we jump right in with, okay, here's Time this guy wondering. with big, eye, uh, big ears and big nose and, you know, running around with a blonde in a Union Jack shirt, like... Listen... We jump in the middle of a story.
1: That is something that I love so much about Doctor Who, is that they hire conventionally attractive, but generally odd-looking people. Pretty regular people. people. Don't well, get us wrong. Everyone who's played the Doctor is pretty attractive. Like, attractive enough to be an I actor. mean, except
0: the old guys in the past.
1: Listen, they had families and wives. I mean... <laughs>
0: Until the fifth Doctor, I don't think he was attractive. Which he was very attractive. The fifth Doctor is the father-in-law of the tenth Doctor. Yes, yes. He wore Um, a celery on his. uh, Yeah, well, because that's when he got. He was like mm, thirty-ish. So like you got younger. It was it was nice. Like Tom Baker. Like they kept generally getting younger and younger. And so then you have the fifth Doctor, but then you go to the sixth Doctor, and it's just like, oh, okay, wait, we're we're going back again. And I'm not saying ugly people. I'm just saying like they look like normal. They look like normal old men. Like, they're old people. And that's the whole yeah. thing. Is like, wait, you're sure he's an alien?
1: Well, Matt Smith yes. was one of the youngest doctors. He's, he like... to
0: this day, I want to say the youngest doctor. Yeah. Um, I want to say that Peter Capaldi is the second oldest next to the original guy. Like, the first yeah. doctor was old.
1: Oh, old. and also, Peter Cushing is shows up in Doctor Who quite a few oh, times. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, he's a prominent uh, British actor.
1: Yeah, like, every British person you love showed up in Doctor Who at one point. Yeah. Including modern Who.
0: So it, it's a very peculiar show, but if you like things that you can just sit down, watch an hour, and have fun, yeah. and if you like sassy humor, and if you like weird sci-fi, and if you like, I mean, really storytelling across the board, you, get, you do get sci-fi, you get romance, you get mystery, you get horror, you get all kinds of things yeah. mixed in, because Doctor Who is not a single genre thing. The only thing that's constant is time travel and science fiction. And oods. Well, not really, but they're like, pretty consistent. Eh, yeah, I highly recommend you check it out. Um, we have eaten into a lot of our time to talk about our yes, favorite episodes. It's your fault. You're thank you. So why don't you start?
1: <laughs> well then,
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, first of all, just I, because mm-hmm. you you like your episode for different reasons than I like mine, if it makes sense. Yeah, I think it'll make sense as we talk about it.
1: It is my favorite Eccleston episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Christopher Eccleston, The Ninth Doctor, we've established Great this. Great
0: actor, too, by the way.
1: Fantastic actor. He's in a movie with uh, Ewan McGregor and someone else that's, like...
0: Oh, is that the glitter one? No, no, okay. no, no. He's
1: not in that movie. He's not good. in Velvet Goldmine, all right?
0: Like, ugh. Uh, I know you don't you like You find it. any excuse to bring that movie up.
1: <laughs> because it's a good movie, John. Yeah. It's well, got Eddie Izzard and Jonathan rhys Meyers. Eddie Izzard,
0: who was considered for the role of The Ninth Doctor, actually. Um. So was... um. So was oh my gosh where is it?
1: They would have fit like Eddie Izzard would have made Bill Nye, a
0: panda- um, who no, appears they'll later they'll in nye. nye. Well, I say Nye, um, but I know. he appears in later episodes. Um, yeah, uh, uh, very knowable names. Yeah. Oh, here it is, uh, Hugh Grant. Uh, mm-hmm. Even
1: um, I don't so, know if he would have made a good doctor. I think he's you never handsome.
0: know till till they jump in. It's very it's very hard to. Yeah judge until they step in the shoes until you see what kind of doctor they are so anyway
1: oh but anyway um Christopher Eccleston he from the very first episode you get a very actiony doctor like he's dressed in a leather jacket and a black t-shirt and jeans like Mm -hmm. you'd expect him to be on set of a Mission Impossible movie which I think he was at one point Christopher Eccleston he was in, no, Gone in 60 Seconds. That's the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah,
0: he was the bad guy in that. Yeah, he's been He plays in, bad guys very well, too.
1: He's been the bad guy in a lot of movies. Which so people was, were a little weird about him becoming the doctor. Yeah,
0: which was one thing that kind of cited um, some of his reason for leaving after just one season was yeah. this idea of just not really feeling like he fit in. He also, you know, much like my gripe with season one, it's a great season, but...
1: Mm-hmm. They were still figuring so it's much so out. It's so
0: strapped. It's so, it's just not, it's not quality production. Yeah. And for someone who is very used to uh, film and filmography and they're, like he's very used to, we've got money and we're comfortable and, you know, we produce what we produce. Yeah. Having a very just all over the place, very strenuous kind of yeah. uh, uh, filming schedule and all this other stuff, He his whole thing was just like. Yeah, this is a little different for me. I'm not used to this. I'm going to get out of it while I still can. Yeah. And I really hate that because he was so good.
1: He was so good. Like I, I I love Eccleston so much for what he brought to who.
0: Yeah, I, I really appreciate that he didn't let it get to his role. Because most people would not know he was not having a... Well, he was having a good time as the doctor yeah. and with the people. I don't think he was having a good time with the job of it and everything. Yeah. Which um, is understandable and fair.
1: If you've watched season one of Doctor Who, you know that it has a lot of varied episodes, uh, ranging from, like you said, super sci-fi to horror to romance, that kind of thing. But my favorite two-parter episode is uh, The Empty Child, mm-hmm. which takes place smack dab in World War II era London during the Blitz, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting setting for a very interesting story.
0: Yeah, uh, which is most Doctor Who episodes. They oh, yeah. they they pick very real points of history, but then they also just roll with it. I mean, they meet very real care uh, real people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in scenarios. Um, yeah. You know, Shakespeare, uh, Van Gogh. Uh, you know, so many real uh, Churchill. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also all these other things where it's just completely original, completely made up kind of things too.
1: Oh yeah, definitely like. It's not always in space. Like that's the benefit of having a. It a... usually isn't. Yeah. Because
0: they don't have the budget. <laughs> that's,
1: that's why they uh, set you up at the beginning with it doesn't just travel through time; it travels through space. Uh, mm-hmm. The TARDIS, the time and um, relative
0: dimensions in space.
1: Time and relative dimensions. It's not space. a police box. It's not. It just
0: looks like one. It
1: looks like a phone.
0: It's the it disguise that it's stuck in.
1: Yes, it is. A... But
0: it can't. It can't disguise itself as anything else. But it can change every season
1: yeah with on the, the new duck.
0: Do- uh, well no on the outside too
1: oh yeah a little bit slightly um the big thing about the TARDIS is that it's bigger on the inside I think, I
0: think he just likes the police box oh
1: yeah well there, there's a lore um reason to it as well like there was a fight with the his arch nemesis the master where mm-hmm. the chameleon circuit the thing that uh Controls. Makes it what it yeah is. It used to be able to turn into different things like statues and pillars and stuff like that because it's supposed to fit in exactly. But now um, in a fight, the chameleon circuit got damaged, mm-hmm. and so now it stays as a police box. Mm-hmm. And it has been a police box since nineteen.
0: The whole time.
1: Seventy something? No, it was it in the early episodes. It was able to change. Really? Yeah. Mm. They lost the budget for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, well, that's the thing, too, is I think yeah. they needed a reason to stick with it.
1: Yeah, if you've been in nerd culture for a long time, you've seen the TARDIS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's iconic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also why they, they broke the chameleon circuit.
0: Oh, yeah. By that point, that's what people knew to be Doctor Who.
1: Yeah. Well, the episode that I'm talking about starts in the TARDIS with them flying through a wormhole. Uh, chasing after something. space junk. Yeah. They detect um, something
0: and he's like, ah, we got to go after it. Yeah. So it like kind of sets up as its own thing. But at the same time, it still feels like you're jumping in like, I mean, first of all, he doesn't really, you don't get introduced to Rose. No. Um, because there is a new character, because Captain Jack is there, you do technically get introduced to the doctor mm-hmm. because there's a new character who gets introduced to the doctor. If that makes sense. Yes. Like every time a new character is introduced, it's time. It's a time to refresh. Oh right, this this <laughs> alien with two hearts. That that's right.
1: Not only is an introduction to the Doctor, it's an introduction to the Sonic Screwdriver. It's an introduction to yeah. psychic paper. Well,
0: like, I, I think it's. I think it's. Um, in this one, they talk about it more than they ever do in terms of. Yeah. It, it's a Sonic Screwdriver.
1: It's a screwdriver. Like
0: it's. It's helpful sometimes, but yeah. then it when it's not, it's not. It's very not. It only it yeah. works on everything but wood, too.
1: Exactly. That is a big thing in Doctor Who. It does yep, not work on Except that wood. one time. Except um, for, well, wasn't it not technically wood?
0: No, uh, I mean the um, special where all three doctors are oh, there. Oh, yeah. And Eccleston was supposed to be there. I was so sad. Sadness. I was so freaking R.I.P. Sad. in the chat. <laughs> uh, uh, he's not dead. That, that's not what I mean. But anyway. So yes, a lot of yeah. a, a good bit of introduction.
1: Oh yeah, um, I think they were still trying to get their feet wet with the new season. Uh, mm-hmm. It's only like. The uh,
0: it's third? the eighth, uh, the ninth episode. Oh, oh. Well, how, I was how fitting! Wrong. It's the ninth and tenth episode.
1: Yeah, the ninth and tenth episode of a fantastic season.
0: Yeah, with, with a completely original villain, quote unquote.
1: Yes, um, they are going through. Well, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, we'll get to her at some point. What? Spoilers. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. That's going to be an entirely different, like, explanation. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the, for that one, you're just going to have to
0: Like, what, what you have to learn about Doctor Who fans is there's things like that yeah. that mean completely different things. And there's, you know, it makes us cry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it there's so many things that Doctor Who has ruined. Uh, it's just horrible. Like statues. Right.
1: Um. Which yeah, we might talk about. Which we might talk about. Well, I'm trying yeah. <laughs> to get through it. Okay. Um, basically, the villain of the episode yeah. is... A child! Seemingly just a little boy in a gas mask mm-hmm. who is just walking around town asking for his mummy. Mm-hmm. Are you my mummy?
0: Mm-hmm. And that's that's that famous thing. I, I I have to feel sometimes if you've been... A little more closely associated with Doctor Who, you've probably heard that yeah. in reference. Yeah, that's um, where it come from.
1: There's a fantastic character. I don't remember her name. Nancy. Nancy, yes, mm-hmm. Nancy, who, uh, during air raids, has been going into people's houses and stealing their food. Smart. Which is very smart. Like, I think that was probably an actual thing that a lot of people did. During oh, probably. Raids because there are children that are. Roughing it around the city, who either their parents died in child married. homelessness
0: was very real.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, either their parents I mean, died, still is. their fathers sent them off to a farm or something, mm-hmm. and they just came back to the just city. For whatever reason,
0: they're on the streets.
1: Exactly. And Nancy has been providing for these kids mm-hmm. out of guilt.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Because another kid died, and she can't take care of him because yeah, he's dead. Little brother. Who turns out to be her son.
1: Exactly, and that's the
0: point of the question: "Are you my mummy?" Is which, it, like, that's the thing Doctor Who does. It makes things matter that you don't think matter. Yes. So the whole thing of "Are you my mummy?" from a kid in a gas mask just sounds scary, mm-hmm. right? But literally, the entire plot hinges on the answer to that question. Yes, and it's so crazy.
1: That's what saves the day. Yeah, is so, the realization that yes, I am your mummy.
0: Yeah. So what, what, what had happened was what had happened? the space junk they were following had some kind of, like, yeah, it was, nanomachines.
1: It was a Chula war ambulance. It was an
0: alien <laughs> space ambulance that had a bunch of nanomachines on it. Yeah. And we're like, oh, dead child, let's fix it. And they fixed it, but it they messed up because, yeah. They I mean, thought
1: that that's what humans looked well, like. He, yeah,
0: because he had the mask on. Mm -hmm. right so and he had the injuries they didn't fix the injuries they just kind of brought him back it's Mm -hmm. weird so basically they they goofed and um they were basically they they, they then thought all the other humans don't have gas masks so something's wrong with them Mm -hmm. we have to fix it and so it's like this this plague that spreads Mm -hmm. um but when she admits to being his mom um and I didn't catch this the first time. Yeah. I literally, the fir- the well, not first time. I've seen this episode a few times. Literally, for some reason, this time it clicked. I had always, oh, they just needed to end the episode, so yeah.
1: the yay, nanogenes, Jamie's all better. Yeah. Um, the nanogenes um, that are made for healing uh, recognize the same DNA in Jamie and in Nancy.
0: Because she is his mommy.
1: Exactly. And that is what fixes the everything
0: well because then they're like oops and they fix it like they're like oh well let's fix the child the right way and then also let's fix everybody else the right way Mm -hmm. and you know and uh, well and the doctor's even like everybody lives yay
1: that is what i love so much about chris which which
0: means a lot by the way i feel like we're gonna breeze past that i feel like but like let it sink in
1: yeah this is why you need to start at (laughs) at least of the season because there's a lot of death in heartbreak. Oh, so much, <laughs> so much. a lot of situations that are very sad. And... You do
0: have to be slightly yeah. m- emotionally masochistic. Yeah, like fall in love with characters that you know are gonna have bad endings. Yeah, almost nobody has good endings. Almost, almost nobody. There are very almost. few
1: people that walk away from the doctor.
0: Oh yeah, um, like yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and... That that said, they make you enjoy it
1: though. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to suffer, but you're going to be (laughs) happy. Exactly. Um, That's something that I love about what Christopher Eccleston brings to the doctor is Mm -hmm. that he is so kind. He
0: also brings a banana.
1: He also brings a banana. You should always bring a banana to a party. Right. Like, this is peak doctor, in my opinion, because you get the fatherly doctor.
0: Which, yes, was the... I I feel like the emphasis. Like, dad Mm -hmm. jokes to, you know just kingdom come, and yeah. and just very um, stern, but also very yeah. loving he and sends, forgiving. He sends an yeah. entire group Go of people to your to room. room. <laughs> uh, and it works because he's he's the dad doctor. Like, I don't know that yeah. that's entirely what they were going for, but it, I, that's the perfect description of him. Yeah. Like, every doctor kind of gets described as their thing um, eventually, you know. You've, you And, and he's kind of like the dad doctor, whereas, um, yeah. they all you have- know, I call, I call Tin the sorry doctor. He's always, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so, like, he's always saying it, but
1: it, it doesn't make it better. He doesn't uh, want to go.
0: Um. But then, I mean, how would you describe, I, I think Matt's the angry doctor. He's, he's very.
1: He is the childish doctor, in my opinion. Like, he has the emotional maturity of a kid in some spots. Mm. Like, he's immature in most scenarios, but then he has temper tantrum.
0: True, but his temper tantrums are godly. They are godly because he's a time lord, and I guess that works. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, same emphasis in that. Like the angriest doctor, I feel like was uh, eleven. Yes, Um, I I feel like he had a lot of moments where he's just he just blows up on people.
1: He's the doctor that lost the most. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it. Like well, after everything, like mm -hmm. he didn't like. Tin didn't really get to live with some of his loss because he changed. Yeah. And so, but he literally the didn't doctor, like, and that's the thing. Loss. Even though he regenerates, he doesn't, he remembers everything. He's still mm-hmm. had, he's the same person. He's experienced the same things.
1: And he's still not ginger.
0: And he's still not ginger, uh, but he likes fish sticks and custard. So, um, so many references we're making that nobody's going to get. It's Whatever. sad, but uh, A few well, people uh, one people. One people. One people. One people. Hello, one Maybe. people. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll be surprised, and, and we're entirely wrong. But um, Doctor Who's one of those. Like, there's so much in it that it can be exclusive without intending to be. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, no, your episode, uh, The Empty Child and the Doctor Dances, that's part yes. two, and was actually one of the other episodes that was my first one.
1: Mm-hmm. And it introduced, I didn't mention, but my favorite. Yeah, everybody's favorite. Captain Jack Harkness. Captain Jack
0: Harkness. Literally, he loves everybody, and everybody loves him. Exactly. <laughs> and he, that uh, that means a lot. By the way, he is
1: the most overtly pansexual character. Oh man, yeah. In the entirety of the
0: show. He's 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 great. Um, he's a lot of fun as a character, but he's also got a lot packed in. Again, it's that yeah. thing of Doctor Who, where it's like, hey, it's fun, but then it's also sad.
1: Yeah, like his backstory and what he becomes in the future,
0: mm-hmm. which you meet in season one. Yeah. So weird.
1: I'm going to leave the reveal, though, because I want people to experience that reveal. Yeah, we're not trying to spoil everything. It's so great.
0: Um, So, yeah. So, I don't know how you were introduced to Doctor Who, but I was introduced by my friends being like, hey, uh, we have campgrounds to ourselves. Um, You know, we have full rain for the weekend. What if we go to the dining room with the big screen TV and put on some scary stuff and watch it all night?
1: Which is something that we did at camp. for. Oh, yeah. It's a Camp Grandview just tradition. Like, we watched Zombieland and uh, I think Insidious mm-hmm. when I worked at camp. So yeah, like, we watched Doctor Who. <laughs> we we love to scare each other and scare ourselves and then walk back to our cabin. Right.
0: So um, they picked the scary episodes of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And that was my whole introduction. Mm-hmm. I I even went in like, okay, so it's all just spooky, scary sci-fi. And it's not. But it's not tales um, from the crypt. There are very good ones in it. So uh, yeah, uh, first episode was Blink, my favorite episode, which is what I'm talking about. But then also yours, um, and then there was a couple of other ones I can't remember off of the top of my head. We watched about seven or eight episodes in all. I remember that we were up late.
1: Is it the Mars
0: one? Mm, no, water on Mars. No, no ghost. No,
1: that's not ghost. That's no, it. Uh,
0: it was Ghosts in the Library though.
1: Ghosts in the Library Who turned out the lights. That's uh, a very yes, good
0: one. yeah. The premise was all the ones where it's just spooky. It's it's like literally just the the point is something spooky happens. Yeah. Um, I will say, the Doctor dances, like after part one, it cheats me because yeah. it stops being a little spooky. Because then so we good start though. once we start to put the pieces together, we're like, oh, alien nano machines and all this other stuff. It's the spooky starts to go away because it's not. It's not a ghost child. It
1: has a name. Which we talked which about. Which makes that. it less scary.
0: Yeah. We talked about the whole thing of it starts off like this is a ghost child and then yeah. turns out, no, it's science. Yeah. Um, it literally
1: ends with a dance routine.
0: Right. Meanwhile, my episode is all scary. It's, it it's, is. It's built on the fact of a scary villain. Like you can tell the episodes where they're like, well, we just created a character. It's very scary. Now let's create a story for it. And this is one of those episodes where as more of yours is we have the doctor, we have, you know, this idea, what can we use? What does the London Blitz, oh, air raids, oh, what if something falls from the sky and it turns out to not be a bomb, it's something alien, like yeah. you can see the, the line of logic there. Yeah,
1: and it's it just, it's so good. It, when they have an idea that they just run with, Mm-hmm. I love those episodes so much. Mm-hmm. Like, what if we had an, an alien with a really long name that no one can pronounce and they get really excited when they can pronounce it?
0: Or aliens that could only say that one noun, oon, you know, the um, the mm-hmm. rhino people. Yes.
1: Um, which um, was just a mess, mess with Jadoon. David.
0: The yeah, Uh Yeah. Who just messed with David Tennant.
1: Oh, yeah. Because David Tennant is Because
0: Because, so like, their whole language is oon. Not, it's not like oon over and over, but it's words with oon. Uh, and, it. and with, um, yeah, with David Tennant's Scottish accent, it was just very, like, it's very pronounced and it was very funny. So they literally did this whole episode just to mess with him.
1: What was the line? It was a platoon of Jadoon on the moon.
0: Yeah. Or something like that. A platoon of J- Yeah. It, but like in his Scottish accent, it just, it's, it's I can't, funny. I imagine it took so many takes. Um, I mean that, you know, it's just, it's, that's the fun of Doctor Who is it's just yeah. like, Martha. let's, oh. let's make a, let's make a weird character. Like, you know, let's make oh. this. Let's put a head in a jar. Let's, let's you know, make a character that's just skin. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if lizard people were real? Like, all of these things where it's just like... So um, much. And what if statues were alive? Yes. And that's the plot of Blink. Um, and so the this is interesting. And I do recommend it as people's first because there's so little Doctor Who. But again, there's enough that you get the idea of what you're getting into. Yes. Um, this probably is the episode with the least doctor in it. I don't I don't know, He's but...
1: He's in barely, like, four minutes. Yeah,
0: I mean, when you put it all together, it's not a lot. Now, if you don't count the scenes where it's just a picture of him, that doesn't... But if you're talking about when he is being doctor...
1: Well, if you consider, the image of a doctor becomes the doctor.
0: No, no. So, uh, if it's not about... The doctor, um, this being David Tennant's doctor by now, then who is it about? It's about a character named Sally Sparrow, who we don't know why in the beginning she's investigating this, you know, decrepit house. Yeah, She's a photographer. OK, that's actually fair. I was going to be like, that's stupid. But I literally know a photographer who goes into abandoned buildings. So, yeah, actually, no, it's not that stupid. Um, anyway, so, yes, yeah, she's doing that. Apparently her and the one other person I know do that. And um, discovers things that are messages to her in a house she's never been to before. Weird. Um,
1: yeah, that are written under wallpaper.
0: Yeah, it like, you know, enough that it catches her attention, but like not obvious. Um, but you can tell, huh, who lived there? Who lived in that house?
1: Yeah. It, well, it, it's written by the doctor. Because it's signed.
0: Yeah, it's by, like, because it's under the wallpaper. So somebody wrote that, then put up the wallpaper and lived in that house for years until it became abandoned until the day she comes in there. These are the questions that pops in your head. So, anyway, so she investigates the house. That happens and it's just like, oh, that's weird. Let me go back with my friend. Um, when they get back, though, when they come the next day to the house, these statues that are in the garden, she swears have moved. Um, and then when she gets distracted by a messenger at the door, um her friend disappears Ooh. and the only thing we know is that the statues definitely moved yes um what well, turns out the messenger carries a message from her friend
1: who is his grandmother, grandmother.
0: <laughs> so we get introduced to the weeping angels yes the weeping angels are what they sound like they're statues of weeping angels they cover their eyes and everything it's a very iconic look um and they move when you're not looking. Yes. Um,
1: they are SCPs. SCPs. Yes. You you have no context for that. Apparently. Uh, there was a game called SCP Containment Breach, okay. which it had Weeping Angel um, oh, elements. Oh, like yeah, okay. Like you, if you blink or if you look away, mm-hmm. the it thing behind or changes. you looks, look, looks moves.
0: Yes. That's what that's what Weeping Angels are. So when you look at them, they can't move. Um, when you look away, though, they can move faster than you can believe. And the way they attack is by taking you and putting you somewhere random in 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 time, future, past doesn't matter. But they take you somewhere.
1: Yeah, they live. They feed off of potential.
0: Yeah. So basically, they so you live to be twenty eight, and then they take you back in time to the nineteen twenties, and then all the Things you would have done in your original timeline is food to them
1: mm-hmm.
0: meanwhile you go on living back in the 1920s um so like the doctor says they let you live to death
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: it's you know both not good and bad because it's this idea of like you're just pulled out of your life uh you never know where you're going to end up but you're still alive at least so mm-hmm. i mean depending on how much you love yourself and value your life that's that's a win, you know?
1: And the thing that is heartbreaking is that every character that gets attacked by the Weeping Angels has a good ending. They do have a good ending. So she it's goes so heartbreaking. She goes back
0: in time and meets the love of her life, settles yeah. down, has kids, has grandkids that now meet Sally Sparrow in the future and are like, hey, here's what happened. I mean, well, I don't know what happened, but I woke up and I was in the 1920s. Yeah. You know, who knew? Um... Later on, you know, she goes to the police. Um, the, the detective gets sent back in time. And liter- so literally the day they meet is also the day he dies as an old man. Because it's... he gets sent back in time. Mm-hmm. Then she gets a message and it's like, hey, meet me at the hospital. And it's like, okay, weird. Yeah. And she goes there and he's an old man now.
1: It's some of the best dialogue.
0: Oh, yeah. And well, flirting. Yeah, because he has the line of just like, it was raining when we met. And she's like, it's the same rain. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh. Life.
1: Your life is long and you are
0: hot. Right. Um, it's good. I mean, the acting of this episode is phenomenal it's and everything. Fantastic. So it like everybody gets a happy end like he lived a good life, married yeah. somebody, had it all. Um, but the idea is the doctor is stuck without his TARDIS. Mm-hmm. The angels have the TARDIS at the house Sally's been investigating. And the the whole thing is they're going um, They they were going after. Well, they weren't really going after her. But she took the TARDIS key mm-hmm. from the house. They didn't know it was in the house for some reason or something.
1: I guess uh, they had the key, but they did not have the TARDIS at first. The TARDIS was at the police station.
0: The, right. The police came and took the TARDIS, so they could get in, but they didn't. They couldn't get there. Yes. But they found a. They they followed Sally there. So then yeah. they've got the TARDIS, but not the key. So and now they she need. the key. Yeah. So now they need Sally to get the TARDIS because the TARDIS is time energy it's food to them like Mm -hmm. um if they can get in they can eat forever and just be happy um but obviously that would destroy the tardis which could potentially destroy everything Mm -hmm.
1: oh and something important to mention because you're probably like well if it's a police box can't he go back in time and bring the people to the present no Mm-hmm. because the moment that they are sent back in time that becomes a fixed point in time right. that the doctor cannot change right. for, well because well because stone. the angels ate it like yeah.
0: like the idea is they cannot exist in that timeline anymore because yeah. the angels ate that exactly it, it's weird but it's it's the thing of where it's just like you can no longer complete your story from that point yeah. anymore that is the end and it restarts somewhere else on the timeline
1: yeah, and later we find out exactly what happens when you try and change a fixed point in time. Mm-hmm. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. It's some great episodes, but bad stuff.
0: Right. And so, um, so yeah, so the, the whole plot becomes getting the TARDIS back to the Doctor, and mm-hmm. it involves uh, just very creative uses of in- injecting the Doctor into the story, like yeah. him recording dialogue to a conversation that they don't know that they have kind of that. Like the you know, there's so many puzzle pieces to this that really work. So that's the Sherlock Holmes kind of style to it where it's just like, what's, what's the mystery? What's the thing? what mm-hmm. Like how does this work? But then you, you've you got the horror of the Weeping Angels. They do it very well where you're looking away, you come back, and boom, they're closer, yeah. and now they have demon faces, and it's all, kind, all kinds of uh, creepy. And so there's like so many elements packed in there. Even romance, because all along, Sally's falling in love with some dude. And it's just like, all of this is happening in one episode. Yeah.
1: Call Doctor Who like, that doesn't
0: feature days. Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just so crazy. It's such, it's a good introduction. Like, if you watch this and get interested, and, and we haven't, I mean, we've given you essentially the story, but even still, you can watch and enjoy this perfectly, yeah. even knowing what's going to happen. Um and I, I feel like you can watch this and just easily be like, I need to watch more. Uh, and therefore, I mean, I, again, I just say go go to, you know, 10's beginning and start there. Um, I yeah. That's my personal... I'm not saying I'm right.
1: Watch the I'm, first few episodes of 10. Come back to Eccleston. That's
0: what I mean. Watch watch enough Doctor Who to, to love it and then go back to Eccleston because yeah. then you'll appreciate it.
1: And then have it break your heart. I
0: mean, it's the same things of like you know starting your kids on star wars somewhere else like you want to start them on the original trilogy because you want them to experience it how you experienced it but would they have the same appreciation would they be as invested and i'm not saying spoil everything for them but i'm saying maybe start them in clone wars yeah you know maybe start them there Uh, because nothing there technically other than the mortis episode spoils the original trilogy Except that now when they go into the original trilogy, they were like, oh, Obi-Wan, I know who that is. And they don't get spoiled until episode six when Luke's like, I know you were Anakin Skywalker. (gasps) Like, we know who that is. Like, you know, it's like one of those things you might have to start your kids somewhere else. And I'm not saying your kids, but I'm just saying with Doctor Who, it's a lot. And I feel like you have a better appreciation with more well done episodes. Mm -hmm. Not good, just well made.
1: Yeah, and for, like, I think that Nine was perfect for me to start with because I love schlocky, now, garbage television. Well, and
0: that's what I was going to say. Now, if you love sci-fi originals, just start with Nine. You'll be happy. You'll be very happy. If you like Sharknado, yeah. you'll be happy. I'm
1: currently wearing a shirt with Southpaw <laughs> Unicorn. You exactly. know what I'm so, into.
0: Um, but there, there's so many. Uh, for instance, I mean, technically, I, I think your episode is like 168. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's season one but again that was the resurrection of doctor who so technically there's hundreds of episodes of doctor who so many are on prime and are accessible and i highly recommend um they're like 199 or something like that something like um that. if nothing else rent blink watch it and you'll instantly be like okay I- i'm interested let's watch some more uh if you don't that's also cool but at least you tried yeah uh if nothing else you've listened to a very very weird episode then very confusing if you're not episode. gonna at least go watch doctor who after this you have you've kind of wasted your time i feel like <laughs> uh but no, i mean you know it's your time to waste you know yeah. ain't no weeping angels coming after you maybe maybe don't, don't blink. Know. you know you'll never look at a uh, statue the same after this episode
1: have you looked don't behind yourself or not recently? even once
0: blink and you're dead um oh my gosh i used to have that whole dialogue memorized it was so crazy uh we didn't even mention that was the that (gasps) was the episode we watched on our first date yep um you know we were like hey you know uh what do you want to do for this date and everything it's just like i mean we can watch something sure what do you what do you like doctor who and it's like oh yeah what's your favorite episode blink and we were just in like at that moment we're just like yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just lined up and in in everything, and, and boom, mm-hmm. there you go. It was just, the rest is history.
1: The rest is history. And here we are,
0: uh, what, like eight years, seven, eight years later. Something like that. So, uh, a, a long time ago later. Um, Doctor
1: Who brings people together.
0: Exactly. So watch out. You might watch Doctor Who and fall in love. So there you go.
1: So watch it with your wife, preferably. Preferably. Or your husband or your spouse. Or,
0: you know, a lizard. Or Lizard. They're valid, too.
1: They're valid. They get married. (laughs) Lizard rights. Oh, yeah.
0: Lizard rights. That's a Doctor Who thing. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, hopefully you'll check it out. uh, And hopefully you enjoyed this madness. Um, Would be totally open. Um, We love to hear from people, uh, you know, what's your experience with the Doctor Who? Um, Are you as basic or uh, zeroed out as I assume you are? Or are you more into it um, and everything? If that's the case, we can always talk about more episodes and probably, you know, just have a little bit more sense about it maybe next time. But, eh, you know, we fly by the seat of our pants in this podcast. So Um, but nonetheless, we'd love to hear from you either way, especially if you watch these episodes. If you watch them, please talk to us. We would love to hear what you think, Um, because, yeah, Blink is my favorite. Weeping Angels is my favorite villain. I know the Daleks are cool.
1: The Daleks are really cool. And they're very important.
0: Oh, very. But... Um, nothing beats a weeping angel. Yes. I mean, here's the thing. The weeping angels have taken more away from the doctor than the Daleks have.
1: Very true. Oh.
0: Let's be honest. So, on that note, hope you have a great week. Uh, we've got Star Wars Rebels and more Nerdyverse next week and then um, all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. You know, and plenty, plenty happening here at Nerd Herder.
1: Don't forget, always bring a banana to a party.
0: Exactly. Bananas, Bananas are, are good. good. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We you know... This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.